All right, fam. Thank you so much for tuning into the show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. Our smooth club. I am Arrington Gavin. With me, I have Mr. Rob J. Back. What's going on, brother? What's going on, brother? Thank you for having me. Oh, oh, anytime, anytime. But we also got an OG that's back, okay? An OG to the show. Y'all been asking about him, ladies? He's he's here. He's here. <laughs> Mr. Andre Maribel, founder of the Pack Travel Club. Andre, excited to see you. Good excited to have you, you on, too, man. man. Glad to be back for another show. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, look, we got a great one today. We have guest uh, Adam Asher. He's the host of the Edge of the Edge of Adventure podcast, an award-winning podcast uh, that he documents, showing just simple acts of kindness, but on a global standpoint. Let's go. So excited to be talking with him later on. And uh, and yeah, we just got a great show going. Some fun today, of course. Enjoy some good drinks and speak on some great conversations. Yes, yes, uh, people that are uh, for those who are tuned in, ways you can continue to support the show. Um, you're doing it right now. <laughs> uh, well, uh, follow us on um, all socials. You can uh, uh, subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. So follow us on YouTube. Uh, you can check us out every Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. on ESP TV Network on Facebook, as well as spot, uh, five o'clock. Uh, every Saturdays at 5 p.m. on the Poolside Cooking TV Network, okay, on Roku and Amazon Fire. So be sure to continue to support. And you, if you don't want to watch it, you can listen to us audio uh, uh, on any podcast platform, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify. We truly appreciate it. So, fellas, I want to start off the show uh, with the question, if y'all could change the world, how would you want to change the world? So, Dre, I'm going to start with you first. It's so many ways, man. And I think it's just something simple. Like people have to have compassion mm-hmm. and listen to each other, man. Um, just lately on social media, I see a lot of people just spewing out their thoughts and feelings, not really listen to what the other side has to say, just being closed-minded. I think we're more open-minded and listen to each other. I mean, it could be the world could be a better place. That's true. <laughs> That's true. What about you, Rob? No, facts. I definitely agree. And um also too, like I think people need to have like more patience with one uh with one another. And just, you know what I'm saying, like, allow people to grow in a way to where, like, if they feel a certain kind of way or, like you said, open-minded to an opinion for you to quit to bash somebody, you know, hear them out, you know what I'm saying, create that space where it's like, okay, this is how I feel. Let me get educated on the topic without it, you know what I'm saying, me being bad. I mean, keep you know what I'm saying, man, yeah. you know, patience, come on, like, patience, that will mm-hmm. stop road rage no, from happening facts. out of all them violence. <laughs> This kind of day to day. I want to know. I mean, I just I can't stand when I see somebody like they pull the car. Oh, they get out of the car. They or they like freaking literally crash and try to get yeah, out the way. Like, Damn, what's going on? So like you know, patience is one thing. Also, you know, simple simply having civil conversations without you know an argument happening or even disagreements. Like we live in a world where if you don't agree on certain views or anything, you lose friendships. You, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. I'm like at the end of the day, people, we're entitled. Of our own opinion. I, at least I respect that amongst my friends. You're entitled to your own opinion. So, you know, I don't know everything. You don't know everything. So, hey, I might teach you a little something. You might teach me a little yeah. something. The more you know, the more you grow. Okay. So I, I feel as though it's it's simple things we can do as well as, you know, I, I go into the the kind the kindness uh, conspiracy theory, acts of kindness, simple acts of kindness, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, just, you know, walk by somebody, nod your head, say, you know, simple things. Exactly. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all it takes. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Bro? Oh, right. Give me a hand with that. I, no, right, I mean, right. it's just, it's, it. it's, the, it's the world we live in. It's the world yeah. we live in. But um, the reason why I wanted to start the show by asking you guys that question, because we have um, our special guest, Adam Asher, mm-hmm. who we're going to be talking with, who's I mentioned earlier, is the host of Edge of Adventure. And just to tell a little bit more about him, 
Um, he is a writer, producer, um, an on-camera host who creates unique and meaningful viewing experience. Uh, he's an adventurer with a passion for travel and for people. Uh, travel, something that ties into, mm-hmm. ties into what uh, Andre does. Um, a creator and director of the edge of the edge of adventure, Adam takes you to some of the most remote corners of the globe to experience some of the most inspirational acts of service on the planet. Um, so, very very excited to have this man on here, award winning podcast. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to hit him up and see. Let's see. Let's see. This is Adam. Hey, Adam. Yes, sir. Hold on. Turn up a little bit. Adam. Yes, sir. How are you, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Look, uh, guys, I feel like I've known Adam for years. Adam and I, we, we know a lot of, uh, uh, you know, mutual people within within the circle, but never met you in person. So I'm very excited to speak with you, man. Thanks again for putting out the time to talk with us on the show. Oh, man, of course. Well, um, Arrington, I feel like I know you. I feel like I've met you in person. I mean, I know we know a lot of the same people and have followed each other on social media now for so long. And, uh, you know, we both uh, tend to think that beards are awesome. Hell and yes. like, <laughs> preach it, preach it, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? We strive to be rugged. So there's something to be said for that. There we go. There we go. Like, I'll let you know if you, if you uh, first meet Adam or if you even see a picture, you're like, mm-hmm. He's gonna be the leader, the leader of the tour guy. I'm right. just saying, the man has a cool hat, the long yeah. beard, long hair. Awesome, awesome guy. Also, awesome guy. So, Adam, I mentioned a little bit about your, uh, you know, your uh, your show. But before I get more involved in the Edge of Adventure, you know, tell us more about, you know, your your background. Right now, are you are you originally based um, in the Atlanta area, or uh, get get us, you know, your hometown and what brought you into just media? Well, thanks, Arrington. Again, thanks for the opportunity, and I enjoy following you guys and you know, keeping up with what the guys are doing in the community. And so that's awesome. And so it's a super, it's really an honor for me to be, uh, to be on the show. Well, listen, I, I'm a Georgia boy. I grew up in, in Georgia. My family is from, well, my mom's side of the family is from Atlanta and this has always been home for me. And then of course, Atlanta has grown up a great deal over the last 20 years. It's become quite the happening place for media and for movies and all these sorts of things. A lot of great professionals have moved into the town, into the, the city. So I, I love my town. I love what it's become, but it has been home in some form or fashion for a long time now. Awesome. 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 So look, bring us, bring us on the journey of uh, you as a, you know, working in media as a writer and producer and director, what got you involved on, um, you know, I'll just say uh, where you're at uh, right now. Well, I think I got into radio for one primary reason, and that's that I like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that, a good reason. He does have a perfect voice. Voice sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like it's you know it's the, it's always a toss up between listening to myself talk or looking at myself in the mirror. I never know which is going to be more more entertaining. <laughs> But uh, now, look, I got into radio back uh, back a long time ago. I mean, I think the reason I liked radio as a medium back when I was a kid, you know, this is kind of give, giving away how old I am, but 
it was before the internet. It was, you know, back when radio was the original social media. It was the original podcasting. It was the way that we connected with people instantly and thoroughly in ways that TV, you know, TV was so much harder to, to do. It was, you know, a lot more fuss and fanfare involved in television, but radio gave you the opportunity to pretty easily connect with different people and what was happening in your local community and those kind of things. And then I got very interested in what's called amateur radio or ham radio, which is this international, uh, you know, it's similar to the, the old concept of what a CB was only it's international and it's, you have to have a license and it's far more refined. Um, but I love, you know, getting on the radio and talking to people around the world. Yeah. And I did that when I was a teenager, you know, I'd be in my, my room with my radio equipment, talking to people in South America and Europe and Africa and all this. And that's really, for me, probably where it started. You know, after that, I, I was interested in radio. And then of course we all know that then the internet comes along and mobile technology and we have this ability now to connect instantly. And I mean, there's, there's a lot on, there's a lot on social media that's fake, but there's a lot that's very real too. Mm. And I think it um, allows us to connect in a similar way. And that's, I guess, what draws me into it. That's awesome, man. Well, look, you, you mentioned uh, um, how back then it was, you know, the original, everything was based on radio with the growth right now in like pot in the podcast world. Like, What's your thoughts on that? Why do, why do you think, you know, podcasts is really like some of the the most, you know, where people get all their access, their news is probably much higher than radio now. You know, radio is still a very powerful thing and it's going to be for a long time. And like, you know, they predicted radio was going to, you know, die when the movies came along and it was going to die when TV came along. And then they're saying the same thing about, you know, podcasting. Radio, as a as a guy who wor- has worked in radio for so long, I just think radio has to continue to evolve. Mm. It has to continue to adapt and understand what makes it great, and perhaps the strength that that you have in a, from a radio station that you don't have from podcasting. I mean, that there are some very serious advantages to being on a radio station over uh, a podcast medium. Now, I say all that because. I'm also a guy that's gotten very serious about podcasting. I have my own podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the podcast game, while very similar to the radio game, podcasting is different and it gives you different advantages. And there's a bunch of them, you know, and not to mention the fact that your audience is potentially international. You can reach all these people from, in a very well, radio, we think of radio as broadcasting. We're, we're throwing out this uh, this net to this large group. Podcasting is really narrow casting, which allows us to be very niche and go after a very specific type of person, a specific type of audience. And you know what? Hey, maybe my audience for that isn't 100% in Atlanta, right? And maybe through podcasting, I'm able to reach out and develop a, an international following, which gets back into what interests me, I, I like the international type following, and and I, I think podcasting has really allowed me to develop that. So I, I say all that just to say radio is not dead. Radio is powerful, but so is podcasting, and the podcasting game has become more, continues to grow and become more and more powerful literally by the, 
by the day, the month. I mean, there's always these new things uh, coming out. And I saw something, uh, some more developments uh, in that industry uh, happening now. So it's it's a fun time to be alive. I mean, amen to that. Well, look, I want to talk more about uh, the edge of adventure. Um, I mentioned with the uh, with my uh, my panelists, uh, co-hosts here uh, before I phoned you in. Um, you know, the, asking the question. If you wanted to, how would you want to change the world? And I and I I wanted to ask you that same question because I think what your podcast spreads and shares, you're you you're just you're changing the world. You're showing a lot of acts of kindness. Um, tell us more about um, the edge of adventure. Well, thank you, and appreciate that. And then, if I were to answer that question and say how do I want to change the world? What if I could, could get one thing done through all the stuff that I <laughs> that I produce? <laughs> I would just like to make it cool to serve. And I think it is cool. And I see these people around the world serving and giving and giving of themselves, making sacrifices, giving up lives that they could have that might be, you know, cushy lives and easier lives. And they give all that up to serve somebody else to help another person or people group. And I find that inspiring. Mm-hmm. And so I just think I've always thought that that that's awesome. And I I think that that's a a cool thing. It's not the kind of thing that we talk about much in, uh, you know, modern, in the modern world, modern media, you know, whether it's social media or TV or the movies, they're all focused on these other type things through the edge of adventure. I hope to change that and to create a, a platform and sort of an interest in service, real service, that that means that you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision to give something up in order to serve other people in this way. And, you know, so the fun, fundamentally, The Edge of Adventure is a documentary series for video. And then secondarily, it's also a weekly podcast. I call them both The Edge of Adventure. Whether it's the podcast or whether it's the docu-series, I'm always featuring a humanitarian organization that is making a difference somewhere, serving others, serving oftentimes a marginalized, forgotten people group. And I'm you know, sort of digging into the stories behind the people and the organization and why they do what they do, while at the same time getting to know the, the, the people that they're helping. And also, I guess, the other thing I would always want to do is learn to appreciate, help us learn all of us to appreciate the different cultures and people groups and the traditions that they have. And, you know, not to, not to pity them on the contrary, but to um, be of service to them, respect who they are, learn from them, but then also in ways that they might need some help or guidance or instruction or access to really lift up those organizations that are helping to provide those things. So the Edge of Adventure, in a nutshell, features features humanitarian organizations that are serving others under difficult circumstances. Wow, wow. Now, how many, how many years have you um, have the Edge of Adventure been in existence? So I came up with the idea in 2016. And I don't know. I mean, Arrington, I know you guys, you know, are doing things, you're movers and shakers. And so you know how this goes. You'll have, you'll have, there's a time where you come up with the idea. 
and then there's the time where you launch out into it and you say, okay, I, I got to actually give this thing a try. I got to see if I can make this happen. Mm-hmm. And that's 2016 was the year that I really developed the idea and the concept. 2017 was when I began to work on it and to launch it and, 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 and you know, help to bring it into existence. Since then, you know, I could, 2018 was a little different. 19 was different. Obviously, 2020 was different. Mm-hmm. And um, 2021 has, has had its own unique flair as well. But it's uh, it, it's a process. It's a process, and, and it continues to grow. And I, I have big plans for it. You know, right now, the thing I spend most of my time working on has been over the, during the, the COVID, you know, last year, year and a half, has been the podcast and focusing on a weekly podcast where we basically through the podcast, we travel around the world and get to know all these uh, cultures and also the groups that are uh, serving them for 2022 coming up next year. I've got some plans to record a seven part uh, video docuseries. And so clearly I'm beginning to do the pre-production and get some things in line for that. Cause that's going to be, going to be different, but I'm, I'm eager to get back out there in, in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been such an awful, uh, you know, the, the, well, all that we've been through the last year and a half yeah. and all that. And it's looking forward to getting back out there. Uh, and then the only other thing I guess to throw in there is to say that I just, I haven't released it yet, but I have completed a, a, a new documentary that I hope to release as well, probably in the spring, but it's complete. And I'm doing that thing where you, Submit it to the film festival. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if they like it. I don't know if they will, but oh, no, they they will, um, man. I mean, we're 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 here backing you up one hundred and ten percent. And again, what you had mentioned uh, about you know just the uh, showing the acts of kindness overseas. I, I can tell you a quick story. Um, as a kid in high school, I had the opportunity to visit uh well to visit uh Vietnam. I, I went to for two, I went two years. I did my sophomore, my junior year, uh, went to Vietnam and stayed there for about two weeks. And it was a service trip. Um, we were, uh, helping to uh, build like a dorm at a local uh, school. And I mean, I was always, I was fortunate. I had parents that always, you know, raised me to, you know, always be humble, um, help someone in need. And you never really, you never really realize how fortunate you are here when you visit overseas. And that's why after having that experience, I came back with the mindset. I, I hate the word complaining, and I don't want to hear about a, a complainer. I just I try not to uh, think about it like that because I'm like, you yep. know, God forbid, what can you know what yep. what can go wrong? You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's it's nothing compared to how you see uh, overseas. And and yes, we have some of those issues, you know, here in our country, yeah. but still, like o- overseas, man, you it's a eye opener, man. It's, yeah. it's 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 crazy. So um, it is. I mean, we all, we all tend to live whether we whether we think of it as being an American or in the Western world, and obviously around the world, there's lots of people that uh, have very privileged and comfortable lives. But there's so many who don't, and it's just one of those things that went to, like you're saying. It really puts things into perspective to realize, hey, you know, I. I could gripe about a lot of things in my life. And you know what? I do. I'm a human. I do make the mistake of griping about stuff sometimes. And then there's nothing like really putting it into perspective and realizing, you know what? I'm, I'm healthy. I've got food to eat. I, I've got, you know, uh, medical care. Yeah. I, got, I have a beard. It's going great. It's getting gray though. Uh, you know, I don't know what to do about that except just rock it. There you go. Um, I made a, I made a promise. I, w- I would not color it. 
So, um, and we're just, we'll see what happens. Man, that's that's yeah, the new trend. Like silver foxes. Watch out for them old ladies, man. Listen, I mean, it's all, it's already so dangerous out there for a guy with a beard. It's already so dangerous. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. And the thing I, the thing I really like, and I like whether I'm talking about it here in the States or with my, you know, my friends and, you know, uh, uh, countrymen here in the U S or you're with people around the world. If, if we can appreciate who people are, despite our differences, despite our backgrounds, despite the different cultures we may come from or the ways we may look at the world, if we can respect other people and be willing to serve and give of ourselves, you know, as you call it, that act of kindness to do something that is, you know, that, that elevates that other person above your own needs. I mean, magical, wonderful, incredible things happen when we do that. And then it's what I call uh, taking life beyond status quo. I always use that, that uh, slogan. And, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm about, you know, and I'm a, I'm a blessed guy that's, that's had the opportunity to do this. And I think over the next uh, couple of years, we're going to hopefully uh, take this thing to even greater heights. But at the end of the day, all I really want is to make that kind of service respected. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, look, I thank you so much for putting out the time to speak with us on the show. You're always invited. Uh, again, you can uh, support and follow uh, Adam Asher, host of The Edge of Adventure. Be sure to continue to support his show, the podcast, his upcoming documentaries, man. He's doing great things. We'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. Thank you, man. And in the meantime, keep it rugged. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we got that. We recorded that, right? We got that. We got I'm saying. <laughs> Take care, Adam. Thanks, guys. You too. Awesome. 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 Man, awesome guy. Awesome conversation. I mean, just everything he's saying is true, though. It's just you never, uh, you know, we spoke about it earlier, yeah. you know, put inside, you know, the different, you know, culture, different views and just, you know, respecting everyone. I mean, having the respect, it will make a huge difference. Right. And it's just at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, you know, hope and pray that people that are tuned in again, you know, we, we have fun, but we also want to inform. And I hope you take, you know, this conversation to heart, whether if you're like not talking to somebody that might not have a, you know, a viewpoint that you might have, or, you know, just comes from a different background, that, right? Uh, you yeah. de- definitely want to, um, definitely want to think on it and just know that, Hey, look, I respect this person. Let's push this aside and you know, let's keep going. But, um, but no, great conversation but look i want i want to have a little fun fellas you know okay, i want to have a little fun right, we're going to talk about music okay, we're going to okay, talk yes about indeed, me yes you indeed. know rob being the you know the the musician here in the room Fact r&b right. star man you did yes, songs star. with some of the heavy hitters i ain't gonna mention <laughs> oh, some names man, but i mean oh, you can man. i mean i'm just saying some some people that you you know share share the stage with or perform with man you heavy hitters so heavy hitters you know yeah. um you know i've been blessed to be able to work with some pretty cool people um more recently you know might be a little controversial uh the baby um, he's been my most like uh, like prominent feature I've had like to date. Mm-hmm. But um, before then, I've done stuff with uh, Black Street. Um, uh, what you know about Black Street? What you know about? Black? You mean, they got, they got the, don't leave me. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I was probably made to one of those songs, so you know. <laughs> nah, <I'm playing. laughs> I was brought to I'm, I'm, like, I'm not that young. I'm not that young. <laughs> but um, you know, Black Street, uh, Rough Ends. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, 112, those guys were like the Cupid, foundation. That was a terrible song right there. Oh, yeah, Cupid, Cupid, yeah, that was Cupid, a heart, heartbreak, right? What? What? Heart, what? But yeah, those were like, those guys were like the foundation of mm. everything. Like even now, you know what I'm saying? Even though like R&B is not the same way it was, they still were the foundation of all of that. You know what I'm saying? Sampling and all that. And I, and I respect you saying that because I want to talk about really dedicated seven to R&B now. I'm a huge fan of R&B. It's my yeah. favorite genre. It would be R&B, jazz, and then, I, I mean, I respect all genres of music, mm-hmm. but R&B is like, that's, that's that feel-good music. Yeah, it's feel just that feel-good right. music. So, and let's 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 have some fun. Like, who, how would you rank, you know, some of the top, I will just say some of the kings of R&B. We can mm-hmm. go 90s and we can go current. Like, go right current? Now. Okay, so okay. So, whichever one you want to start with first. All right, so all the time, you know what I'm saying, I'll record Jock Queen, she number one. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm playing, I'm playing. But um I guess you say for like the nineties, you know what I'm saying, coming up, you know, you got your there's so many shoes. You got your Keith Sweats, um, like said, Boys the Men, mm-hmm. New Edition, um, uh, Donnell Jones, Ter- John B. John, John B. You, you, yeah, you yeah. got a shout out to the white chocolate. They don't know. Like that's a that's a vibe, you know what I'm saying? That, so, that record was, what, about, what about you, Andre? Because Andre, you know, you you're much younger than us. Yeah. I know, man. It's a little, it's a little. I, I, I would little. say probably Chris Brown, man. He has a lot of international appeal. Yeah. People each time he puts out a record, it's a hit. Yeah. I know he goes back and forth between pop and RB, but mm-hmm. I think he's probably one of the top in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Not and, that, and that's smart. And see, for a lot of I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine about uh, same question. And see, they were kind of um, not bashing, but just saying how there is no current R and B like really king mm-hmm. at this point because they right. are they are either becoming more of like a hip hop R and B star yeah. or uh, you know they rely on pop. Now Chris Brown, yeah, he's he's been doing pop for a long time, yeah. but you can't you can't take away you know his R and B. You know that's R&B where he started with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, does pop make a lot of music? Yeah, I feel I feel as R and B is like one of those underrated genres mm-hmm. that should get the. I mean, you know, you got guys like. Eric Benet, you got uh, 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 I already mentioned John B. Well, yeah. Eric Benet, Anthony Hamilton, yeah. Joe, uh, Robin Thicke, he yeah. like I said, John B. Donna, like all these amazing artists. I mean, these guys should be crazy. I mean, they, they sell facts, yeah. Uncle Charlie. Uncle I mean, Charlie. I mean, Uncle he Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I see him at Sunday, uh, Sunday the Water. <laughs> man, I saw this dude at uh, the Hampton Jazz Fest. This man oh. said. I'm 62 and I can still drop a lot. I need two knee replacements, right. but I can still drop a lot. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna yeah, right. But on, voice God. is timeless. His music is timeless, yeah. and you know it. It goes to show, like you know, really R&B is just to me. That's where a lot of the most talented voices mm-hmm. come from. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, Whitney. Well, Whitney was pop, but still, she she came through the church roots. R&B, uh, right. Luther. Mm-hmm. I mean, Luther Gerald Levert. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, these Marvin Gaye. Yeah, exactly. These artists, man, are killing it. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's crazy because I was talking with you and Kim earlier about uh, how how would you rank even, like, some of the top tier... Well, I don't know if we're still finished with the Kings of Kanye. Uh, Kings of R&B, my bad. Oh, oh, no, no, you good, yeah. uh, 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 Some of the, like, the heavy hitters based on awards because, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Grammy artists out there that... I mean, excuse me, there's a lot of artists that never won a Grammy. Yeah, like, like Grammy, Brian yeah. McKnight, I mean, yeah, he's fact, been nominated fact. for, like... He never won a Grammy? No, I think... Hold on. He's been nominated 17 times, never won one. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Charlie Wilson never won one. Wow, yeah. Um, I mean, going outside the genre, but shoot, Nas just won his first one. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. So, nice. like, do you think we should believe 
awards or should we believe like you know the, the like the new thing is streams yeah. the, should we believe like how many top chart hits do they have i mean like how would you want to i mean i'll ask you, you yeah. know, being a musician like how would you to be honest like people don't really understand that there's a lot of like we're talking about there's a lot of politics that go behind like a lot of some of these awards mm. and now being that we have social media and people get like a glimpse of what goes on behind the scenes versus to like when we were coming up or you know our generation before us where you just heard what was put out to you social media kind of gives you like a a behind the scenes look so people quit elite stuff mm. they'll leak conversations with people they'll you know record stuff with stuff will magically get recorded of gotcha. conversations so like i said it's it's a politics game with um with awards i think as far as in like achievement of artists like their art should be what like the highest regard they're they're held in like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you got a song that lasts a generation and goes on like i said brian mcknight thomas like, music thomas yeah, you know right. what i'm saying Charlie Wilson, you know what I'm saying? Right, Thomas. <laughs> so, of course, you know, being like somebody who's like in Vanilla Ice got Thomas music too. He do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. You got, you got a Grammy? You said what? You got a Grammy? I don't think don't, he does. I, hope, I, I don't think so. But you know who I do have a Grammy? Macklemore. Y'all remember Macklemore? Yeah, Macklemore. Yeah. And see, that goes, that's what the time too is like. Now people, there's like more lanes for people to to get stuff because they follow like a like a cookie cutter kind of like format. Yeah, and see, I was salty that year when he won because see, I was you know like I said, I'm a a Robin Thicke fan, so that whole album Blurred Lines was I had the album, and I'm like, oh, Robin got this. Robin got it in the bag, right? Didn't win it. He lost it to Macklemore again. It's just you know everybody can remember his song, but there you know there's Thomas music and there's music that oh god just please yeah like, I want to hear it I want to listen to it and I just feel as though that uh, 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 you know R&B need to get some respect you know if I if I could sing I wish I was an R&B could. if I could hit a note or two uh, no no, no. <laughs> that's cold but, Cam that's cold that's real cold you and know? then and you got to look at it too kind of going back to with like awards and whatnot right you might have a Grammy a current Grammy award winner to day like we use example chris brown right mm. he's won a grammy before mm. he samples artists that are legends that don't have grammys wow. but gets the grammy notification you know what i'm saying notoriety wow so it's wow. like it really shows like i don't know if it's is a transitional thing or like i said following the generation that's current mm-hmm. i'm a part of we a part of mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um I don't know. Like and the, I, the and criteria I do, is different. I do think it's hard too because you have artists that are just say for example, if I'm gonna just say Beyonce. If Beyonce yeah. never won a Grammy, Beyonce has a huge fan base that whatever she puts out is good. It can be yeah. a bad album. Mm-hmm. Her friends, I mean her friends, her fan base will support so much until it will be nominated, but it's a bad album. Like I'm, yeah. like, I'm gonna be real. Right. I'm not crazy, but I mean, she's, uh, you know, very talented. Be careful but, with the beehive, man. Matter of fact, we gonna move on. We gonna move on. I love, I love Beyonce. All her albums are dope. <laughs> I, I know. Like, I wish nothing for the best for her and her family. That man, I love you. I love you. But, but it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a lot of. Artists, I'll be like, mm-hmm. but that's just that's just my you know, you know no, my friend. You know, Beyonce, right. she'll, she's she's an amazing mm-hmm. talented singer. I'm just yeah. saying, like, a, I just use her as an example because you know there can there can be highly popular artists that could have a bad album, but because they the just because of so the fan base, they're like, oh, we're gonna support anyway. Yeah. 
their fan bases the whole world. Like, they're always going to be on top. Like, how many times do we see the the same exact person nominated or just in multiple, you know, categories 24-7? I mean, shoot, it's like crazy. Yeah. But, but no, I just, I I wanted to bring it up just to have a little fun because I remember years back they had who's the king, you know, king of R&B. And they're still, I mean, Mm -hmm. to this day, I mean, they're still trying to come with the list of king of R&B. I can say, like, it's like, R&B now is not R&B what it was before. It so right. it's completely different. It's kind of hard to say who would be it currently. Now we go back, let's say we go to the 90s mm-hmm. where R&B was like golden and it was mm-hmm. like real. Mm-hmm. Then we got that discussion. But right now it's kind of like it's up in the air. But like, so I agree with you. Like, I think I think Chris is definitely one of the top guys just from one like how influential he was for his time. And then also artists is coming too. Like it's a lot of people that sound like him, want to sound like him. And now... And it shows how big of an artist he really is. People were seeing dancing about, oh, man, that's I mean, Chris Brown. And they're not even saying Michael Jackson. I said Michael Jackson, not in that regard, but it's like him like he's Oh, there, it's, it's definitely, it's right. definitely. Cause yeah. I, well, I remember when Chris was hitting that peak, I was, because I was a, a huge Usher fan. I'm like, yeah. ooh, I'm like, Usher has a better now, voice, Usher, but Usher can't dance like yeah, Chris. Right. Like Chris cannot, right. He cannot dance like Chris. Performer, I yeah. Mean, amazing performer. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was happy when they had that joint song together. Because I'm like, see, that's for it. Because I, I know... For uh, like you know, Usher was probably one of like Chris Brown's like you know person. He, he yeah, right, I love to. Yeah, so, Usher, mm-hmm. Usher hard too. Usher, Usher could definitely be in a conversation because yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, I agree. agree. Music, voice, everything. everything. His 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 ain't going nowhere. Like them R and B joints he got ain't going <laughs> nowhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. And really, I, I don't think he has too many. Well, I don't know if he has that many pop. You yeah, know what I mean? more like, more recent. Like he's down into it because I was talking about like like that pop pop music is like. The wave is like mm. that's your your money maker. Gotcha. Because yeah, right. pop goes beyond black or white. Is just I'm about to say country. country yeah, or I say, okay, I love uh, that beat. Country, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do a pop one because uh, bills need to be paid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, Mitch, because I was hearing an interview about Flo Rida. That's mm. why he went that direction towards pop and R and B. Oh, and he stuck with it. I mean, yeah, like, right. look at Pitbull. Pitbull started with cornrows. Pitbull said, Fact. "Right, Dolly, I'm going. I'm getting the keys. I'm wearing a suit, and I'm after one at y'all too. And y'all might." know it's not Nelly. Nelly is country now. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know. I, I, I remember when he went yeah. on tour with the. Uh, but it, it was funny because when he went on tour with a uh, Florida Georgia Line, I'm like, yeah, right. How's the crowd mixing? Like, look, I mean, just I'm like, you see, like, he doing, the, he the, doing the, his thing right now. He's making his making his money. Hey, I mean, it's a lot of people that are, right. are joining artists with, which is good because mm-hmm. it shows the, it shows the respect <clears> of like how everybody respects each other's yeah. Because at first, you couldn't pay me to listen to no country. country. I mean, like, I really didn't yeah. care for. But there's a few artists. I'm like, oh, okay, I, you know, I enjoy it. Right, right. You see them collab with like. I mean, you can go with like Little Nas X and Billy Ray yeah, Cyrus. Nas, I mean, yeah, come Nas, on, that was yeah. that was still country, Facts. and it was, and that might that's probably gonna be a timeless, you know, a yeah, timeless right. song. Besides the Old Town Road joint, and this is another thing you can throw in there as actually what like the the number one song I think surpassed like Whitney Houston's record or something like that. As far yeah, wow. So that goes straight wow. to is like. Wow. Is there really a will there be a line of appreciation for the older hits that paved the way? Being that now mm, current mm. people are just knocking them, you know what I'm saying, knocking out because the the way to get there is faster, you know what I'm saying? That's true. It's a mind, true. it's a mind game. Like I said, yeah, it, it ties true. in, it ties into really just being appreciative for the art. And the old heads know that their art is untouched. That's why they're not faced by this. Like mm-hmm, all this mm-hmm. new young stuff, like streams or I get just plaque. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they know like their music literally is what funds these artists. Half the stuff is sampled. Mm-hmm. That's true. They That's true. That's true. That's very true. Uh, so I, I like that one, man. I like that one. Well, look, uh, we go. 
we go to close the the show with a little little toast on another great episode. Uh, I want to open some drinks. I'm the only one. Okay. I got a little splash. For the first time, I still got something in my cup, y'all. I still got something in my cup. So I'm not the eyeballer. I'm going to go my joint. Man, well, little fellas, I want to cheers to another great episode. Thanks again to Mr. Adam Asher, host of the Edge of Adventure, for being our guest. And again, well, y'all take care and tune into another great episode of Arsenal Club. We out.